Welcome to the Capgemini Applied Innovation Podcast, where we invite experts to discuss how companies are incorporating innovation into their DNA and also exploring the challenges they face on their way to achieving digital mastery. On previous episodes in this series, we've covered topics varying from how collaboration can improve innovation and the use of blockchain in the enterprise. I'm your guest host, technology journalist Rob Walsh, and today we are focusing on the automotive sector and the role artificial intelligence, or AI, is playing in accelerating its transformation. And we're not focusing simply on self-driving cars, but we're looking at how AI is affecting the sector as a whole, from technologies such as the use of machine learning and prototyping, to the use of VR in simulations, to autonomous drones used in stock taking. It's a technological revolution which is reshaping not just how we use cars, but how we make cars and how customers buy cars. With me in London is Bernard Marr, best-selling author, keynote speaker and futurist. Welcome, Bernard. Thank you very much for having me. And from Regensburg, Germany, I'm joined by Dimitrio Aiello, who leads the Artificial Intelligence and Robotics Lab at Continental, a company which is globally famous for supplying mobility solutions to the automotive industry. Good to be chatting with you, Dimitrio. Pleasure is on my side. And from Frankfurt, I'm joined by Capgemini's Vice President of Insights Driven Enterprise, Ingo Fink. Thanks, Ingo, for your time today. Hi, Rob. It's a pleasure to join you. Excellent. Well, uh, let's get on with it. Ingo, let's start with you. As the Capgemini Research Institute has published a new study which is based on 500 interviews with automotive executives across eight countries, and the, the study is focused on AI's role in transforming the industry and how it's helping to unlock value. For you, what stood out among these findings? Yes, uh, Rob, let me let me share some of the key findings. So, number one, AI in this uh, sector is uh, often associated with uh, autonomous driving. However, its applications uh, span a number of function areas, uh, including customer relation, R&D, supply chain manufacturing, and, and driver experience. So it's a broader uh, uh, way to use it as we see it. One of the findings is that the number of companies um, deploying AI at scale has only increased marginally as compared to, to last year's uh, findings, despite uh, the, the potential that, that everybody sees uh, behind AI in, in growth and in, in cost reduction and, and productivity. And, and the number of uh, companies that apply selectively uh, AI has not moved significantly either. So just, just growing a little number. However, we see OEMs um, being more advanced than uh, suppliers and dealers. So, so more than 40% of OEMs implement AI at scale or selectively as compared to 25% of suppliers and, and only 16% of dealers. We, we observe a pretty big um, investment gap between what we call scale champions and, and the rest of the organizations. Uh, more than 80% of these uh, scale champions are investing more than $200 million uh, in AI. And this drops uh, significantly to just 20% uh, when, uh, for the rest of the organizations. If we look at geographies, uh, we clearly see the United States uh, leading in terms of progress around AI, UK and Germany following. 
but uh, but China is is clearly uh, catching up quickly. It has nearly doubled uh, its share of of scaled AI implementations uh, from from five percent to nine percent, and which is the most pronounced uh, growth rate we have observed. And last but not least, um, uh, th there's no, um, let's say, clear functional focus uh, that we observe around AI. Th there's no particular function standing out. Uh, implementations around digital and mobility services seem to be slightly more advanced. However, uh, we have seen uh, many other uh, very impactful implementations across other, other functions. So that's Rob, in a nutshell, what we what we have seen, and I think we can discuss this a little further. Excellent, and I mean, I, I guess the slow adoption is slightly surprising with everything that I've read about AI in this sector and its potential benefits. Why is that, and what should uh, automotive companies be focusing on to deliver greater value from their AI investment? Well, if we see, it's all about scaling. So, automotive organizations can effectively scale AI. If, uh, if they decide to focus on few but high benefit use cases and then put a really strong AI governance around these uh, with, with smart investments and also investments into expertise and, and upskilling. And that means three things. One is um, focus on fewer projects with bigger investments. Um, we do not see a lack of ideas or a lack of use cases, actually. In fact, we, we see um, companies working on too many uh, use cases, often in, in siloed investments. So we believe that a stronger AI governance will help to allocate resources more effectively. And second, um, uh, one part of the study was uh, the, the what we call the upskilling gap. Uh, so uh, we see that um, the so-called scale champions uh, have a greater focus on uh, skills development and skills investments uh, as a key strategy as compared to other companies. And, and last but not least, adopting a streamlined process to enable scalability is important. So AI is not a pure technology play. It's a multidiscipline transformation, including process innovation, operating model consideration, and also cultural aspects uh, you need to address. So in other words, companies should not treat AI as a niche topic any longer. It needs a, a sustainable investment strategy to follow through. So thanks, Ingo, for that insight. Let's move on to Bernard. Uh, and first, can I say congratulations on publishing your new book, Artificial Intelligence in Practice, How 50 Successful Companies Used Artificial Intelligence to Solve Problems. So in the automotive industry, what are some of the standout case studies that show how AI can be applied in innovative ways? Okay, so I, I see quite a lot of interesting use cases. Many of them are still in the pilot stages. Um, in in my book, I, I try to feature 50 different companies across all sectors from retail to media to services, including manufacturing and automobile. And the the ones that's, that are relevant to, to this conversation today are probably Beidou. They are actually one of my AI trailblazer companies. So I've picked 10 companies including Alibaba, Alphabet, Apple, Facebook, Tencent, Amazon, to, to showcase that they really have embraced the AI revolution and have really scaled up AI across the enterprise. And Beidou is the first one that is now working very hard on a self-driving car platform. Um, what was interesting in, in the report was that actually you said that, that there are lots of opportunities beyond self-driving cars, and I completely agree. Um, so 
I, in my book, I also look at BMW and how they're using AI in different parts. So one is making their products, their cars smarter. The other one is actually making their processes smarter. And and one not, so they, they they are partnering with lots of third party organizations to improve their AI AI capabilities from their parts tracking down to their virtual assistant Emily in their Royce Royce brand, which is quite cool. Um, then another company that is included in my book is Volvo. Uh, Volvo has just released a. Um, a self-driving bus, but they're also focusing on driving safety and they're focusing on getting consumer feedback. So having sensor technology in their car to understand how uh, customers customers are actually using their cars. And especially around entertainment, they did some, some interesting work where they're now trying to figure out what of the entertainment features we actually use in the car because um, at the moment, this is all done by some level of customer research, but do we really need all the connectivity? Do we need to, to um, what music feature, what in-car entertainment features do we actually use? So this is again, uh, they're now applying AI and, and big data tools to help them track this, which is interesting. Um, another company that is featured in my book is Daimler. Um, they Again, they are experimenting with lots of different ways of bringing AI into their business. Um, one cool example is their car detection app, detection app. So this basically uses machine vision. So if you found, let's say, a Mercedes car that you, you really like, you take a snap of it, and then the machine will um, tell you the exact specifications so you can order order the same car if you want to. But they've also gone beyond this. Lots of car companies are now investing in startups. So they're acquiring their AI capabilities into their organization. And um, an interesting investment that Daimler made recently is Volocopter. This is actually a self-flying uh, passenger drone. And um, the government in Dubai, for example, is trying to get this program up and running by next year. So they want to have this autonomous uh, flying drone service and Daimler with Volocopter are one of the forerunners there. And they actually took the crown prince of Dubai on a, on a, on a test ride, on a test flight recently, which, which was cool. So these are some of the, the use cases that are featured in the book. Excellent. So there are quite a few companies who are being adventurous with this sort of technology. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another car company I've in, in, involved is uh, are featured in the book is Tesla. Obviously, the the, the it's probably the the one car brand most of us would more more readily associate with AI and 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 big data. Thanks very much for that, Bernard. Uh, moving on. Uh, Demetrio, I've read that you've described your role at Continental as providing you with a privileged position to contribute to the future of mobility. And in terms of AI, what are the case studies that you are most excited about? Yeah, that's true. I've said that, yeah. And the reason is that uh, for me, uh, mobility has always been a synonym for freedom. But uh, when you read that each year, people in Rome, uh, I was born in Rome, that's the reason why I'm mentioning them, spend more than 250 hours stuck in traffic jams. And I've read as well that you Londoners spend more than 120 hours looking for a free parking spot. Uh, you realize that for many of us, then mobility is is more a synonym of pain than of freedom. Yeah, And uh, like in many other verticals, which face an increasing complexity and reduce efficiency, uh, automation is the name of the game. And uh, to automate mobility, you need 
AI definitely. And for this reason, I consider myself lucky to work in this position in an high-tech mobility company like Continental in these days of profound transformation. Um, in our labs, we teach machines to understand the mobility world, uh, the humans with their intentions and emotions, mm -hmm. um, the environment with the objects, obstacles, and free spaces, and even other machines. All of this, of course, is very exciting, as um, yeah, I would say it's a little bit like having little kids again, who every day learn from their experiences. And uh, the difference is, of course, the speed, because yesterday they were still babbling, and tomorrow, hopefully, they will already go to the university. So, Dimitrio, can you give us some example of applications in the mobility domain which are built on top of these capabilities? Um, sure. Yeah, so one of the first problems that we addressed was how to reliably detect pedestrians, uh, even when they are partially hidden by parked cars, uh, trees, or walls on the road. And uh, applying a key point detection technique to the camera images, we found out that we were able not only to detect any person in the scene, but also to guess their pose behind the obstacle. Uh, with little adaptation, this technique has been used for other features like driver monitoring, uh, used to understand the attention level of the driver as well as the optimal passive safety strategy in case of an accident, but also right turn assist for trucks and uh, interpretation of traffic policemen's gestures. Yeah, another uh, interesting capability enabled by machine learning methods is uh, the capability to predict future events and patterns. Uh, we use techniques like LSTM and GRU to predict expected range of an electric vehicle adapted to the driving style of the actual driver, um, as well as to the movement intention of traffic participants. Does this car want to cut in or not? Does this pedestrian want to cross the road or not? These kind of things. But also the demand of raw materials for our production facilities. So this is, this is the fascinating a part of, of the job that um, the possibility to reuse the same skills in a number of diverse applications, both in the area of new product development and in the area of process automation, as, as Bernard pointed out. Well, thank you very much for that insight, Dimitrio. Um, and looking at this Capgemini report, I think it turns on its head one of the things that people imagine when they hear the word AI is that it's going to kill off people's job. The report, in fact, found that 100% of the respondents said that AI was creating new job roles. Now, this is something that I write extensively about. That's good news, because I, I think that in some sectors, that artificial intelligence definitely does have a negative impact on the job market. So I've got a question for Ingo here, which is, what do you believe is the one priority auto companies should be focused on in the next year when it comes to AI? Yeah, so if, if you allow me maybe to, to share, not, not one, but maybe three ideas uh, to share. One is um, we talked about AI in, in uh, like improving technology and safety of cars a lot uh, and, and improving mobility a lot. I think it's, it's definitely uh, important. However, there's still huge potential to use AI to strengthen customer relations of, of car companies, which is also an important strategy element. And we know from, from, from other research that uh, a big majority of people, of consumers, are actually ready to interact with AI in, in sales situation when they are being made aware of it. And actually, more than half of them 
would actively seek advice from a recommender engine to buy something complex as a car. So there's there's huge potential uh, we see that that should be uh, taken forward. However, and that's that's the that's a little bit uh, boring side of it. Um, the availability and quality of data is still the key success factor uh, for AI uh, scaling. So um, it's a matter of fact that uh, improving the effectiveness of data management is still a must-have for the entire organization, not just IT. And, and this fact will not go away. It has to be addressed. And last but not least, um, uh, technology will make AI... Uh, far more accessible to uh, a bigger number of people than than today. Also for job roles that are not very much associated to data science uh, as of today. So when we speak about upskilling, it's not just about uh, developing or creating or, or let's say training new data scientists or AI experts. It's also and mainly about uh, roles that are less data yeah, savvy uh, today and to make them more uh, acquainted with with AI technology. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Ingo. And now, Bernard, listening to Ingo's perspective, based on his experience working with global automotive companies, what advice would you give to companies looking to scale their AI in this sector? Yeah, I, I completely agree with all the points Ingo made. And for me, it is about identifying your strategic use cases. So when my, my recommendation is that companies identify um, two or three really strategic use cases. So you look at your, your business model and then you identify where do I have some of the biggest challenges? Where can I gain some of the biggest benefits from using AI? And this might involve looking at design and development where you use AI in your prototyping and you use digital twin technology to, to test some of the designs. Or it might be around sales and marketing where car companies can get a 360 degree view of how their consumers are actually using their cars or using AR and augmented and virtual reality in, in, in their sales process, as well as their manufacturing and supply chain. So this is obviously we've seen this, this whole huge investment in industry 4.0, um, but I see more can be done around predictive maintenance and, and other uh, parts and, and optimizing the supply chain. So for me, it's about really identifying what are your strategic priorities so you then look at in terms of customers understanding customers developing smarter products and 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 smarter cars and then it's about business processes and i feel that this is where car companies and automotive companies have the biggest opportunity looking at their own business processes looking at how they can use ai to produce better cars to develop better cars to customize them applying robotics in in this process and so my recommendation is identify two or three major strategic use cases but also identify maybe two quick wins and then focus on those rather than what i see across the industry is a lot of pilots across lots of different areas that are completely unconnected. And then, as, as Ingo said, we need to get some of the basics right. We need to focus on some of the biggest barriers to AI adoption, which include things like um, having the people with the right skills and the right competencies in the organization and having the right technology and data in place to actually do this. 
Excellent. And can you give us an example of the kind of quick win which companies could focus in on? There are so many. For, for me, the a quick win is using AI, for example, in your car design. Uh, I've done some work with Autodesk. They are uh, um, one of the computer-aided design companies and what they now do is they use ai to help their the, the designers come up with, with completely novel designs that that hopefully no human being would be able to come up with and and this is a really quick win another quick win is uh, around security so using ai to actually help you protect your it system from cyber security so a lot of really quick wins you can implement that usually generate a huge um, business benefit, but are not complex and and allows you that they allow you to demonstrate that AI is is actually making a difference. Great. So, Dimitrio, innovation. The one thing that's certain about it is that it's constant and it always changes. So, can you tell us about Continental's AI and robotics strategy, and specifically, how have you stayed agile and ensured you've stayed ahead of the market? Well, Rob, as you know, uh, our vision is to be an AI-empowered company. With the word empowered, we want to stress our belief that AI will not substitute, but rather extend the human capabilities. Um, We apply this kind of superpowers to our products to make mobility easy and fun again, and also to our processes to free all continental employees from boring and repetitive tasks and give them more time for creativity. Um, To be fast in the implementation of our strategy, we need to be always at the leading edge of the research in AI. For this reason, we have set up and continue extending a collaboration network with the most renowned universities and research institutes all over the world. Um, Moreover, we need to have a high conversion rate between innovation and industrialization. We achieve it by engaging with our internal customers very early in the innovation pipeline. Uh, We talk with them about their pain points and continuously ask for feedback to understand whether we are addressing them in the right way. Because, you know, there is nothing slowing down the innovation like a solution in search of a problem rather than vice versa. And so in a nutshell, we try to stay ahead of the market through the collaboration between the best talents in the AI research field and uh, the best talents in the mobility industry that we hope we have already on board. Well, thank you very much for that. From me, Rob Walsh, that's all we have time for today on this episode of the Capgemini Applied Innovation Podcast. It's clear that every part of the automotive industry can benefit from AI. It's got benefits stretching from how vehicles are designed, to how parts are sourced, how vehicles are made, how they're marketed, how they're sold, how they're leased, how they're rented, and how they're driven. It's not just self-driving cars. AI is already pervasive across every aspect of this industry, and it's got the potential to do so much more. I would like to thank Bernard, Demetrio, and Dingo for joining us today. I would also like to thank you for listening in from wherever you are in the world. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it via your social channels, subscribe to the podcast series, and please, please rate the show. This will help other people interested in innovation and AI find this episode. If you have topics that you would like covered on future episodes, please leave a comment or get in touch. Search on capgemini.com for the term Perform AI to learn more about the companies across multiple sectors innovating using artificial intelligence. We will also include a link within the description of this episode to Capgemini Research Institute's study 
which is called Accelerating Automotive's AI Transformation. How AI at scale can unlock many millions of industry value. Thank you very much, and we look forward to you joining us for a future episode of the Capgemini Applied Innovation Podcast. Goodbye for now.